Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping episode 110. I'm your host, Em, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. It's been nine ma- yeah, 12,000 years since we've yes. done... Uh, uh, I-, I was going to say nine million years and I got halfway through to remember that that was a number I could use. Anyway, fuck that up. I feel I always feel like it's been forever. I know we say it every time. Podcasting professional Jackson Tyler. We're joined by a guest. Fuck you. Guest, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, it's Six Detmar from Scanline Media, and I have one simple question. What is Pokemon number 110? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, remember when I got Diglett? That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was, um, pretty, You know what? That was good. That I guess you good. can turn the tables on me. I'm fine with this. Uh, Pokemon 110 is... Do I, do I have to guess first? or? <sighs> I mean, go. I... Yeah, M can go first, and I won't confirm until you both answer. All it's right. fine. Pokemon 110 is a Hitmonchamp. I was going to say either Machamp or Hitmonlee, so uh, I just go to those as like random mid-tip Pokemon. So I'll go, uh, I'll go um, uh, Machamp uh, just to split it up. But that's where my brain goes as well when I don't have any idea what it is in the middle of Gen 1. So, despite running a Pokemon podcast, I also had no idea. Uh, the answer is wheezing. Wheezing? It's wheezing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not as good as I don't thing. know. The, 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 getting the numbers is hard. I, I torment Jackson because Jackson thinks that it's a thing that has a right answer that's easy to get. It's not. It doesn't. It's you're not, telling it's me you didn't know any of the gem ones either, and you're roasting me for months? I mean, once you get to, once you get to like 133, which is Eevee, and then everything after that, I was pretty good on, but not here, not in 110. Yeah, the middle the middle is hard. It's like the start and the end. The starters, good, Pikachu's 26. I remember that one, I think. No, it's not. Is Pikachu 27? No! What's 26? What Pokemon 26? <laughs> Raichu is 26. Okay, I'm getting that one. Moral victory. I was in no. the right order. No, no. One, by getting by getting close but no cigar, you are the most wrong you can no, be. No, 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 Because no. no, if I had said, like, oh, Pikachu's number 53, that would be, that would be more wrong. I'm, I'm counting this, that one as a victory. No, the it's not. Agree. It's not. Fuck you. Knowing, knowing <laughs> See, that Pikachu is in the mid-20s but guessing not 25, you have failed. See, the first time this happened and you were this close but wrong about Pikachu, I was on your side. But now that you did it again... <laughs> No, Wait, when did I do it again? When I, did I say Pikachu just 24? Now, just now. You, you when, you have, yes, originally, you have, when you originally you guessed before. Pikachu, you were off by just a little bit. <laughs> this is a this is a GGP bit that's been replicated, I think. So, <laughs> well, Yeah, for all the uh, people who don't subscribe to the Patreon, this is what awaits you in the podcast that is nominally about Gundam. <laughs> yeah, see, this is, this is your mistake. If you're listening to this, but you don't listen to GGP, you should listen to both. You're a fool. Yeah, I guess you. it's going to be a rowdy one. This is normally our uh, <laughs> professional, <laughs> most professional podcast. But it's abnormal mapping. We're talking about video games. Uh, Jackson, have you played a video game that's not this one? Um, I don't. I, I might have, but I don't think I have. I have to look at the time schedule. But apart from Ocarina of Time, but not finishing it because I had to do a different thing. It's <sighs> Jackson. How much Ocarina of Time do you play? Like three hours. Jackson, what are you doing with your life? Uh, I was getting psychopaths done for the other I have 27 deadlines <laughs> and yet you failed three <laughs> you of them fail all of them yes <laughs> um, but I guess that's the only other thing I've played god it really is the only other thing I barely barely been a gamer a failed gamer that's what they call me yep yeah. uh, six have you played any video games that aren't the one we're talking about this month oh man so many um, I have played some Gundam ones but I, I should save those for uh, I don't know, 10,000 years when I'm in the GTP again. <laughs> um, no, I want to talk about Disgaea. 
okay, sure. I'm I'm curious about Disgaea because Disgaea is a mystery to me because I don't know who it's for. That's this is this is why I wanted to talk about Disgaea. I have seen Jackson tweeting about how Disgaea is a game. Well, not saying that Disgaea is a game for no one. More saying I don't understand how Disgaea is not a game for no one. The explanations were pretty clear. I think I might enjoy Disgaea. I don't think I will play it, but I think if I did play it, I'd have a good time. Is how I it's came fun. down on that. It's fun. It's a dumb game where the grinding's good. Because people were explaining that it wasn't so much like a tactics game. In, I mean, it is, but like it's not. It doesn't have the like hardcore tactical appeal of the other, uh, you know, stalwarts. It's not a tactics ogre type thing. It is about efficiency and getting the numbers up. It's kind of like what if, uh, what if a RPG was a clicker. Hmm. That's basically the appeal. I think um, the writing is hit or miss, but it's very it's very silly and lighthearted. Uh, I'm currently uh, playing uh, the uh, Disgaea Four uh, Plus, no, Disgaea Four Complete Plus, because their naming is a nightmare. Um, and uh, the plot of that one is that a vampire is overthrowing the Corruptornment, which is of course the government of Hell, uh, because they're doing a bad job of making the humans scared of demons. You tell me, it sounds like Congress. Uh, well, actually, okay, in every Disgaea that was a game, deliberately terrible in, joke, and it was an M. Let it die. Ah, oh, now I feel embarrassed. Anyway, carry see, on. here's the thing: in every Disgaea game, the way you create characters is by going to the Hell Senate the and hell putting Senate. up a bill, and then they vote, and they have votes equal Why to the level they are. Disgaea? What am I doing? And, <laughs> and then you can bribe them, obviously, to get them on your side. But then if they be, if they vote you down, you can say, "Okay, I guess I don't win this one," or you can say the hell the hell and just instantly turn the floor of the senate into a level and kill all the senators that's amazing so the thing with this guy is that everyone just says like you know you go inside your weapons and you do nine, 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 nine damage and grinding that's my image of this guy also dude uh i did not know it had like really cool stuff like that it's wild uh yes it's 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 kind of nonsense yeah, my thing is I played the pr- the first printing game because I like that style of game, but that does not tip its hand that Disgaea is like this, really. No, no. It, it, this, those games, honestly, I don't think are great. The the Can I Really Be a Hero? Yeah, no, it was not. It was just a platformer on my PSP, so that's why I played it. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I've, I've got one and two as well. I understand. So if I was going to play a Disgaea game, which one should I play? Um... Honestly, at this point, uh, if you have an Xbox, uh, Disgaea 4 Complete Plus is on Game Pass. I don't have an Xbox. I will at one point have an Xbox. Do you have PC Game Pass? Not yet. I was waiting until I got an Xbox. Well, it's on that too. Um, They're on Steam as well. Yeah, honestly, probably 4 Complete Plus is the one to play right now. What's Um, on on Switch? um, All of them. Uh, Most of them? All the three, I think? Or has two not made it to Switch? I don't think two has okay. either, but um, so I I would not play uh, one complete at this point because one complete they pretty much just redid the art. They didn't update any of the mechanics, and Disgaea has gone pretty far past the mechanics of one at this point. I really think four is your best bet. Okay, Disgaea not a game where you need to be a completionist about the law. No, no. I was not going to ever play one of these. Like, let's be real. Is four better than five? Because I know five the more recent one. Um, yeah, I think four is better than five. Okay. Five is five is um, has some has some neat mechanics, but four has a lot more likable characters and also has the whole like running for hell office mechanic, which is just very fun. That's that's a pretty good gimmick. So it's Fifty dollars uh, on Switch. 
they call it the campaign, but it's yeah, no. P-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Oh. Um, also, uh, you should be able to get it from GameStop for like 25 bucks or something new. Oh, right. I could do that. Oh, right. Because I, I know that because my copy showed up yesterday. So. <laughs> Switch games. Yeah. Uh, I like it enough that I bought it even though I already had a copy on my Vita because I'm probably never going to use my Vita again. Vita means life. What the fuck are you talking about? Vita means life, and I don't have one, so I don't have a. The Vita thing is, the thing Vita. is, my Vita's got a more reliable, uh, bat- my Switch has a bit more reliable battery life than my Vita. That's true. Um, this is this is thirty four dollars, thirty six dollars at GameStop right now. So, hmm. when I thought, but yeah. uh, yeah, you know. Also, if you just have an old system, they're for. They've come out for most systems everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. M, have you played any games? Yes. I, well, one, uh, I guess since we started, since we recorded our last episode, maybe? Yes. No, I was still playing it, wasn't I? I think I talked about it. God. Uh, I started uh, our YouTube channel up again. I started uh, recording Let's Plays. Um, you can find them at youtube.com slash mapping. I finished Death of the Outsider, which uh, I played because our friends at Journal Updated uh, did an, are going to do an episode about that that should be out the day after this one, probably. <laughs> Um, because they always release it the first of the month and we always release it the last of the month. So, uh, we're always right on top of each other. Um, you can check their podcast out at the second best game dot club, uh, <laughs> which is a URL we bought for Molly uh, for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, that was great, and now I'm playing Anodyne, so I'm working through that, uh, which is a game I remember not liking, and I don't know why, because it's just Link's Awakening. Um, it's just Link's Awakening. It's uh, <laughs> really all it is, um, and that's good. But I've also been playing too much Genshin Impact. I tell you how much, but like a casino, they don't tell you how long you've been playing the game. They don't want you to know. Mm. Uh, no clocks inside of Genshin Impact. <laughs> Truest words ever spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I tried a little Genshin Impact, and I did a couple of rolls, and I got complete dog shit, and I have literally gotten not a single new character, and I was like, I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if you don't roll characters through the free roll, I mean, you'll get free rolls as you play more, but like they give you one at like uh, adventure level twenty, which is like after the most of the main quest in the first area, um, and then you'll get another one if you go through like the optional super dungeon, uh, like three levels in, they'll give you one. Um, but yeah, they're it's not like it does not drop a bunch of three free characters in your lap uh, without doing the free rolls. Yeah, and I just don't like the way the most of the ones I have play. So yeah, no, uh, it's weird because like it's a game that I like a lot. Uh, if you don't know, if somehow you were living under a rock, Genshin Impact is uh, Breath of the Wild, but a gotcha. It's free to play. It's on PS4 and mobile and PC. Uh, but you you know you're collecting currency to do rolls to get characters, and you always have four characters that you are switching between while you're exploring and fighting. Uh, Unlike Breath of the Wild, I feel like it's a much more combat-focused uh, game. Um, there is exploration, but really it's like going in and doing uh, elemental attack puzzle uh, combat arenas for most of the game. Um, and that's where it shines, but uh, it's weird. We talked about this on Voip Life a little bit, uh, but uh, I'm... I'm I'm into the game. I feel like I'm ready for the next area. I'm at this point now where like progress is starting to slow a bit. And I'm like, I could play something else right now. I could play Atelier Ryza. I bought that game. I should play that um, because it looks basically the same. It's also like one of these modern uh, anime games where uh, all the 3D models look like anime. And that's what that's what appeals to me. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I have not. 
Instead, I keep doing my dailies because it's a game with dailies. I imagine I would. Uh... Sounds like. Sounds like they gotcha. They did get me. That's right. That's what it stands what for. Gotcha, because they, gotcha they get you. Uh, people do say that on Twitter, and people get so mad about it because it's basically the like. I get mad about it because it's basically like, the like <laughs> M dollar sign of twenty twenty. <laughs> Fuck Buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the M dollar sign. I hate it. God. Yeah. Uh, well, we do. We, yeah. Like I said, we talk about it on um, uh, Voip Life. If it wasn't uh, one of these, I would absolutely have probably got in already and tried it because uh, everything apart from the gadget stuff seems uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, but you're also like three years away from playing Breath of the Wild. Yes, no, I do have an actual actual Breath of the Wild to play, um, which I should play before well, I play. The uh, actual thing is, I'm also it. three weeks away from falling off this game because uh, Hyrule Warriors Two is going to come out, and I'm going to play that instead. Yo, that game looks so sick. <laughs> Not to get hype for an upcoming topical release, but that game looks sick. Uh, yeah, I like the first one a lot, and it's, this seems good too. I don't know. I hope it's good. Yeah. That's it, really. So I guess we should get in our game club. I guess, yeah, nothing else to do. Let's just do it. Our game club this month is Osra's Wrath, which is a action game developed by CyberConnect2, published by Capcom. It came out in 2012 for the PS3 and 360, um, and it is a game about what, Jackson? Um, it is a game about the one of the eight Guardian Generals on a world of Gaia uh, called uh, Asura, and... Uh, each of these generals represents a different of the eight mantras, and Asura represents uh, Wrath. Uh, they uh, are cleansing the world from the Goma led by Vlitra, uh, who uh, is, these are just like impure beings of pure chaos that they must slaughter. Um, they uh, pacify Vlitra, and then Asura is immediately betrayed, and his daughter is stolen to be the vessel of uh, the mantra, which is created through prayer. Uh, for some mysterious purpose, he awakes 12,000 years later uh, after being framed for killing the Emperor. That's kind of not important, but that is the uh, <laughs> thing that happens to like kick off this whole thing and make him evil and um, betrayed by all these guys. Uh, the eight Guardian Generals sans him have become the seven deities, uh, and they are here to uh, purify Gaia once and for all. They have been doing this by killing humans for 12,000 years to gather their life energy like actively harvesting them rather than just like uh, through natural death and prayer uh and they are doing this to charge up uh the brahmastra their super weapon to take out the flitra once and for all uh asura does not approve of this because he thinks it's super evil uh and goes about killing all of them uh which is basically <laughs> the plot of the first uh 18 episodes of the game after he returns uh, the, he forms a rivalry or he reforms a rivalry with Yasha one of the seven guardian generals who's like maybe killing everyone to make the super weapon is wrong and together they realize that through the power of Asura's rage itself can rival uh, this like ill-gotten mantra and they team up 
kill uh, all the other generals and uh, destroy uh, destroy Vlitra, purging the world of the Goma and reuniting Astra with Mithra. The day is saved. But wait! <laughs> uh, the, there's a mysterious spider who has been like guiding Astra the whole time from like bringing him back from the afterlife and uh, sending him on this quest. This is uh, Ch- uh, uh, Chakravartin. Yes, uh, Chakravartin, uh, the god of the whole world, the lord of creation, uh, create, creator of all mantra, and uh, he would like Asura to take his place through becoming so mad and gaining so much power, he has become a perfect being. And Chakravartin says, you must become a god of this world so I can go uh, guide other worlds. Uh, this entire like ludicrous situation with the Goma was created by me as a test to find a being so perfect to be worthy of being god, and that is you. And Asura goes, uh, no, and beats him up and uh, kills god, and the day is saved. And that's... Uh, basically the end uh, as uh, uh, all mantra uh, is like gone from the world Asra dies and his uh, daughter lives and that's that's how the game ends that's the whole story that's it that's you it. did it I did it that one wasn't too hard uh, so Six why did you bring this game to us uh, so on past episodes of this show here uh, there have been numerous instances of y'all referring to Astra's Wrath, comparing things to Astra's <laughs> Wrath, and talking about, gosh, I wish we were just playing Astra's Wrath. And I was like, sure, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, also guesting on this episode is Jackson's cat, who I will not take out every time it meows. <laughs> I, I guess my mom must have lots her out of downstairs uh, while eating, and so... She's not happy about that. Anyway, that's, that's just nothing I can do about that. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. We're just joined by an animal friend. A good pet on the podcast is a plus. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's not like cute. She's very loud and annoying when we like say, we're eating now. You can't eat our food. Sit out here. She will very loudly complain about that. Anyway. Uh, so what you're saying uh, in picking Oscar's Wrath, you set us up uh, by reminding us that the game is not that great, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever thoughts you have about the game, I am I am here to listen to. Okay, so just to, to, to Jackson summarized the plot of Oscar's Wrath. But the important thing about Oscar's Wrath is that uh, CyberConnect made a bunch of Naruto games, and then they sat down and were like, "We're going to create the original anime property that we own that we can make a game about, and it's just going to be all the cool anime bullshit." And they did that, and that part's pretty cool. It's like kind of dumb. Like Oscar's Wrath's not particularly deep as like a, a story, um, but then they wrapped it around uh, a dog shit anime brawler. <laughs> When you're not doing QTEs, you're just playing the worst action game ever made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a good action game. It, it, and that's that's overselling it. It is not the worst action game ever made. I've played worse. But um, the, the dichotomy between the really cool QTE cutscene stuff that is like intense anime action and Asura slowly circling around an enemy in an arena going, yeah, 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 as he fires beams at it over <laughs> and over again to build up his meter. Uh, the two could not be further apart. 12,000 years separate these two ideas. <laughs> and uh, at the time, the complaint was there wasn't enough fighting and there was too much cutscene, obviously, because this game came out in 2012. Uh which was a when people were stupid. <laughs> when people, people were stupid, st- people were very stupid about this game at the time. Uh, ah, not that stupid. It had its defenders. It wasn't like if this game had come out in two thousand and eight, that would have gone real bad. Mm. Uh, mm. But um, 
yeah. And so it kind of became a cult classic for this reason, in that it's just like sick anime spectacle at basically all times. And then replaying it, I was like, there's a lot more uh, just character action game, beat em up missions. Uh, and not even like the boss fight ones where they're also annoying, but like the just fighting as the same enemy types until my bar fills up and I press a, a right trigger and then I win. Um, there's just like more bullshit in the game because, you know, if there wasn't, the game would be two hours long and it would be much better for it. Yeah, uh, times times where you kill every enemy and your bar is not full and the game goes, uh, I guess we'll spawn some more. <laughs> yep. Uh, but for every one of those, there's the bit where you like duel the guy on the moon, and then he stabs you through. Well, he stabs you onto the earth, and he puts his sword all the way through the earth. That's stuff sick. Yeah, yeah. The part where the anime action is like intense and vast and ambitious is all very cool. Like the first big boss battle is a guy who grows to eclipse the planet and then tries to crush you with his giant finger and then you punch that finger so hard that his like whole body explodes and it's fucking sick as hell yes the animeness cannot be denied uh it's just like if you come to it for like a story or characters you might like <laughs> it falls apart i think it's a little better than that uh, but I do remember playing at the time being like, this is amazing. And um, I had watched like one, two anime and <laughs> played two JRPGs in my entire life. So um, yeah, I'd watched like Digimon Savers and Code Geass. And I p- played Lost Odyssey and watched the Endurance run of Persona 4. And that was my experience entirely with like this story kind of stuff. Um like, you know, this is not dissimilar to Persona 4. I feel like it's much more honest about itself. It's way better than Persona 4. In the pantheon of, like, that story being retold, uh, yes. I think it's better than that. But, like, had I been a Naruto teen, this would have been a lot more rote to me, I assume. Well, if you were a Naruto teen, you'd think this is sick as hell, because Asura just gets Naruto sage form. <laughs> he does uh, get Naruto the end of the game, and you're like, ah, oh, man, this is sick. <laughs> Cut to five years later, and they're making squad. <laughs> yeah, um... So that part's great. I don't know that like the part where it's riffing on every battle anime in the visuals is awesome uh, and cannot be overemphasized. There are two extra like 0.5 chapters of this game, which are just animation with uh, QTEs over the top. And the first one of those is the best visual part of this game. It just looks incredible as an armless uh, Asura with a giant sword in his mouth just like fucks up a thousand monsters. And it's incredible. It's so sick. Uh, yeah, that, uh, the- that chapter is amazing. The second one where they have a looping animation of Yasha <laughs> walking forward and swinging his arm as enemies walk into it. That's good. It's a little, less, little less strong. The difference between the two is so extreme because the first one is just like this really like broad, like suggestive animation. And that other one is like a motion comic fight. <laughs> yeah. And it all builds up to like the reveal of the glowing like uh, energy arm. Uh, which uh, in the anime, like in, on the model, is just a big glowing energy arm, but on the animations, like goes between the lava of the planet and his arm, like it's just expressive and amazing. Uh, and yes, <laughs> the looping Yasha walk cycle of the other one is so funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the game like lives and dies by like the spectacle of what's happening, and uh, usually what's happening is pretty sick, and I, I mostly enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, the part where it's just one of these. Um, it doesn't really have like much 
like deeper to like ambitions of its story beyond like being way more explicit about um the religions it's stealing from mm-hmm. yeah i mean like yes the part where this is like a a sci-fi superhero story about like hinduism is also sick but in the way that like i think it's sick when uh bayonetta like fights judeo-christian ideas right like <laughs> it, it has the exact same amount of depth yes ah yes here's a giant dragon that's also an angel that's named after like you know uh justice here we are i guess i guess it's a little more depth but the depth is like still pretty you know the the, the entire thesis of this game can be summed up in uh like one sentence which is that what if inner peace was being as mad as possible what if that was the true inner peace and uh it did it goes it commits to that idea yep uh, speaking of someone who's tried that no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just not good enough at punching things if you were better at punching oh. things if you could punch yourself into space uh maybe it'd be good to be that, that is that is one of my favorite like recurring like not I mean, it feels like a bit just the way it, it, it works. It's not intended as a bit, but anytime Osra needs to go really far, he just punches the ground super hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's real good. Uh, it's awesome. Like, that stuff is so good when it's just broad and, like, cool. Like, the game opens with a giant space fleet assaulting the, you know, dragon of corruption that's taking over the Earth. And it's just these, you know, these robot superheroes flying through space doing all their sick moves. Uh, and it's just overwhelming in, like, the aesthetics of that stuff. And when it settles down, it's like, ah, uh, you know, Asura's dead wife and who's uh, Yasha's uh, sister and they are rivals. And, but are they, like, friendly rivals? Are they rival rivals? They go back and forth. The show or the game seems to want to have it both ways and just plays them as both regularly. <laughs> right yes. next to each other um all the way to the very end uh where yasha's like i'm going to instill confidence in asura by fighting him one last time and i'm like that's never been his problem that's not his character flaw <laughs> what are you talking about he doesn't need to I, psych I, himself up i felt like that wasn't uh that wasn't like confidence i thought that was like him being like listen you can't like get warmed up against against you know the true god we need to do this so you can sort of get the get you know it's like it's like taking your car out onto the freeway to like get the battery going that's fair i'll take that that's better than uh any other one but um he does present it as like oh we need to have this fight to hash it out when he's already dead like he already put his iron man battery into Osir. <laughs> sure, but if he told him that he's like listen I'm dead but we need to we need to you know we need to pull the ripcord on your engine like it's a fucking lawnmower Osir would not play along. <laughs> uh, my my favorite manga about a ripcord protagonist lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip with the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let it rip. Um, but but at the same time, when it's like like I don't think like Oscar's backstory and tragedy is like that good. But when it cuts for the anime stuff like there's a whole chapter that's just asura and his teacher sitting in a bathhouse drinking sake together that's awesome i love that chapter oh asura's bath (laughs) god damn it because it's just it's just you first person like flirting with the lady who's serving you sake and drinking the sake or standing up and realizing you're naked and sitting back down Those are your those are your options. Those are the only options you have in that chapter. And you have to do them all multiple times to fill the bar up. It's yes. the one the one time where the fact that like filling the bar takes longer than like exhausting the possibility space of interesting actions or like every boss fight you have to do the patterns more times than is interesting. Um 
because of how it's designed to be padded. But on this time, when you have to stand up and sit down and chug the chug the sake like twelve times to fill the bar, then then it yes. goes around and becomes funny again. But it's um, it, that's the only like uh, there's only a couple um like interjections of like slower pace like that. Otherwise, the slower stuff is all cutscenes and the action is all fighting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mostly enjoyed it. But it is uh have so <laughs> the gap in like uh years right between playing Ash's Wrath the first time and playing it now is like realizing how just incredibly uh wrote a lot of this stuff is and not to say that Ash's Wrath has done badly I think it's a a fine one of these um yeah but then I remember at the time being like man Yasha's cool <laughs> which is kind of dumb and uh the bit where they like go fight Fletcher together that's sick as hell and it's just the end of Sonic Adventure 2 um. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 just ruined U2's brains. <laughs> you it's also, can't enjoy games anymore. I mean, th- that's kind of true. People have been ripping off Sonic Adventure <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 needs to get his due. We will uh, be stomach for it on this podcast all the time. Uh, and then, um, it's, you know, it's, it's also Kingdom Hearts 2. It's every uh, anime, you know, they, they are Goku and Vegeta. Um, uh, this, this, like, form of these two rivals is like, I don't really do anything to, like, mix it up. They just do it fairly earnestly which is probably the better choice i don't really want to see them like you know well we've subverted the form here uh the game wants mm-hmm. to be an anime you play it is that it, it does what it says on the tin yeah and the thing here is like CyberConnect wanted to make an anime game that was not tied to anime so people would play it like you know they have their built-in audience for their naruto games but they wanted to create something that was like one that they owned i'm sure that was a big part of it but two like a simplified version of the anime arcs that will sell anime to people who already not bought in, right? Like, I was very not into anime in 2013 when I played this game yes. originally. I still played this game, thought it was sick as hell. Mm-hmm. If it was, if it, if it was just the same game, but Naruto, I never would have played it. No, um, and I assume it's also like a way to, you know, do storytelling in a way that isn't just. Uh, um, you know, note cards version of a pre-existing story because every anime game has a terrible story that's just like cuts out certain lines with none of the like Im- emotional context. Yeah, um, we're gonna do we're gonna do the Saiyan saga, and then we're gonna do the <laughs> Namek saga. And- <laughs> every single one of these games, and then we're gonna do the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Uh, unfortunately, there is one exception to that, which is uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is 10,000 hours long and doesn't <laughs> cut out anything and is unbearable. Well, that's what CyberClank 2 went on to make. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that them? Yeah, I that's that them. them. They made, they made oh, a Kakarot. Um, so it's time for them to make, you know, Asura's Wrath colon Asura, and there's just like they add an extra sixty hours of Asura running around doing fetch you, quests. You have to you have to climb that tower in hell for twelve thousand years real time. <laughs> they they uh, got yeah no they make a Dragon Ball and Naruto game and then they like cruel back to Bandai Namco and go please let us make another dot hack and Bandai Namco go no. Well, I assume that was because they uh, got booted from uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Yes, they did get booted from that. Yeah, but they they brought out the dot hack collection, and then people thought this can lead to more dot hack, and it has not. <laughs> no, dot hack's really good. And not only does it not, but like Bandai Namco after that were like, yeah, fuck you, uh, no Xena Saga remaster. So we can only assume the dot hack remaster did not do very well. Uh, but people are out here in the streets crying for Xena Saga remaster. Please give it to us. I'm people. <laughs> I'm people. I think they've addressed that one directly and be like, yeah, no, fuck off. Um, I know, but I'm people. <laughs> I'm people, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
But that's what Cyberpunk 2 does these days. I'm I'm sad that Kakarot is uh, that terrible. I was hoping it'd be okay. Yeah, I tried too. I tried to watch a long play of it just to see what it was and got bored like an hour in and stopped. <laughs> I assume it's just all fetch quest stuff. I mean, the the problem like, looking at it is that the combat looked terrible, which is also a Serif Wrath problem. Mm-hmm. But I know people like yeah. end up liking some of the uh, narrative games. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Kakarot doesn't have any of the Astro's Wrath like quick time event stuff. Yeah, it's just cutscenes and then bad fights and then fetch quests. They sh- That's just the game. Why don't they put the quick time events? Because I I know they've done quick time events in the Naruto games. Like they haven't yeah. abandoned this style. I feel like Dragon Ball Z would be perfect for it. I mean, I feel like if I had if I had to guess, I think it would be an instance where like Bandai Namco came to them with like the mandate of like, no, you can't do this because whenever we want you want a moment like that, you need to make it fully playable or something. Seems like. Uh, yeah, I mean, quick time events have gone out of vogue in the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they were already kind of going down uh, when this came out. Um, I feel like twenty eight twenty to twenty ten is the 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 king shit years of the quick time events. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they, and for good reason. Like, there is accessibility questions around quick yes. time events, right? And like, I think they are actively bad in this one when I'm jamming on B over and over and over again. Yes, the button slamming ones are always bad. I don't mind the stick ones, but I understand like if if you are not able to react quickly, uh, this game is unplayable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. But also, I mean, like there are moments where they use the quick time events so well in this game. Like, there's like one of the, some of the ones I really love. Um, there. Are other instances of it but in like the last flat fight against the leech core there are several instances where you're like you're prompted to do the button mash and then it just gets interrupted by your partner it's because you're like you're like you're focused on your fight and you're like oh i got a mash to fill this bar it's like no yasha's just gonna bail you out don't worry about it mm-hmm. yeah um there's a really good when uh yasha sacrifices himself at the end there's like a protracted fist bump one where they just want you to hit move the stick to fist bump his ghost arm uh it's really good um like all any time that it's like Osra like tearing something apart and you have to move the sticks in opposite directions that's sick as hell i love that stuff yes. um and then at the end when they do the like here's seven thousand prompts on the screen hit the button that stuff is like that, that's the stuff that sold me on playing this game in the first place in 2013 is when people mm-hmm. talked about that stuff yeah no, the bit when you get to the end and suddenly the entire screen is analog stick prompts and he's got a million arms um, yes that's what it's all about that's gaming also, the stuff uh, the stuff I wish it leaned more into is, like, in the final boss battle, when Asura is, like, winning finally, you see the final boss also doing quick-time event prompts, and I wish there was more stuff about that. I don't know what that would be, but the idea that, like, behind the scenes, like, Asura is tapping into the, f- like, fundamental nature of the universe in the same way that, like, the god figure is, is cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but the, the game only t- like touches on that right in the last like literally like two minutes of the f- playable game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of the time is spent right uh, asking where does Astro's wrath come from? Where why why is him getting so mad? Actually, getting him in touch with the power of the universe. The game just doesn't answer. Right, he just is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he mm. just f- finds the secret to uh, purifying power, and it is to be as purely in touch with himself as, like, compared to everyone else who's all like hesitating and doubting and scheming. He's just like, you know, very emotionally connected to the thing happening in front of him, which means being furious at it. 
Um, I mean, I think this is this is probably very generous on my part. But like, if you look at like the mantras of the others, it's like you know, there's like there's like lust and like melancholy, and his is wrath. And if you look at the setting he's in, there's just a lot to be angry about. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's a bad time. So his his power comes from how much his world sucks, I guess. Uh, I I, going in, I was like, oh, is this gonna be like? another entry in the like you know this era of angry dad video games right and they don't really do anything with that either he's just kind of here to rescue mithra uh it doesn't like you know um it doesn't kind of like use that for the uh meat of anything in a way that i expected it's not like you know the way that uh neogastalt does uh where like the fact that he is an angry dad is like uh core to his character in a way. Yeah. Whereas Astro is just mad. This is the the like relations really just give him a reason to be mad and mostly serve as pretext for the rivalry with Yasha, which the game cares more about. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Also, uh this like um Durga being like, you know, dead wife motivation is very not touched upon, despite the fact that like her brother and her husband are both like the main characters of this game. (laughs) She shows up at the end as a girl. I'm like, oh, right. She did die at the start of this game. Durga. Remember Durga? Everyone remembers Durga. How could you forget? How could you forget? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, the, the game is here for the sick fights and that's really all you get. (laughs) Um, which uh i guess so notable things about this game other than like its formal structure being so weird uh is we can't not talk about the dlc because we got a bunch of emails about it um this game ends with you and uh you know yasha defeating vlitra and you're like and he's like oz your wrath over and uh, asra's like i don't know maybe and then you bounce off to go meet uh your daughter and she's safe and credits roll immediately and you're like that's unsatisfying and at the time, um, people were outraged because the final act was DLC for this game, which you had to purchase and then had to get S ranks on missions to unlock, which is actually the problem here. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that you had to go back and play the game better if you, if you didn't already do that. Um, but, uh, caused a mild controversy of like oh the real ending you have to pay for uh this was in the era if you don't know about like project ten dollar and stuff like that in the early teens uh video game companies wanted that people to stop buying used games uh and so what they did was not make their games easily downloadable on services that came later uh first they were like in games we're gonna like put in codes or whatever to uh let people un- if you want to play the multiplayer it's a code that one time use code that's in the game um and if you want to buy that separately it's ten dollars so you're giving ea ten dollars regardless Oscar's wrath took the track of we're just going to sell the ending extra on top <laughs> it's, it's not a code that comes with it it's just dlc um which to someone who bought the game at the time in 2012 i understand is like man that fucking sucks if you just bought this game for 60 dollars and they sell you the ending later uh that's bad uh, yeah. I don't think that's a lot of people. I, th- I think most people knew about this, uh, because I don't think this game was like super popular. And, uh, it was only after when people talked about the cool things when like Giant Bomb did Game of the Year and talked about up this game. That's when I went and bought it. And I knew going in, like, oh, I have to buy the DLC on top of the now very discounted video game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which uh, people who wanted to play along, uh, I was not aware because I just had my copy forever. This game's expensive now. This has fallen into like obscurities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just buy it digitally for twenty bucks. Oh, can you? Okay, it's on. It, yeah, it's I, on Xbox. I, yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, I bought I I bought an Xbox for twenty bucks, and I think I paid another. I probably paid another ten dollars total for all of the DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, if you're really upset about this in twenty twenty, I mean, you know, listen, well, your emotions are valid, but you should probably do something else with them. <laughs> I know that the PS3 version is much more expensive than that. <laughs> sure. I mean, fair. The thing I find interesting about the outrage about Asper's Wrath, uh, with hindsight, right, is the way the the things that people choose to get angry about is very revealing. Because uh, this was a this was a big controversy at the time for the size of game that Astro's Wrath was at least, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know now every Ubisoft game has like a ninety dollar edition which you can then pay for like temporary XP boosts uh, that like actively affect the play and progression of the game you're playing in a way that's like ludicrous so like the the shifting overton window and this stuff's really fascinating personally i think paying a f- normal amount for a video game uh and being like oh if i pay this i get the game cool <laughs> is way better than what's happening now where everything's like a secret battle pass algorithm like soft uh you know um monetization strategy situation i hate that way more mm. uh it's like you know remember when horse armor was like a big deal <laughs> the other thing was horse armor was nothing i feel like yes. I, at the time i was one of the people who was like listen i'm not mad because you're selling me horse armor I'm, I'm i'm mad because you're selling me horse armor for seven bucks and it's just a skin <laughs> but now you can pay uh like you know a hundred bucks to not get venti in genshin impact <laughs> sure but that's different <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh to be fair uh having to pay extra to finish your product is like it's not it's not like pro consumer right like no. this is a thing meant to extract further money from people um but also because we're playing this game in 2020 Oscar's draft to me is like this like ambitious but failed attempt to create like ovas for video games mm-hmm. uh and so the part where you're like buying it piecemeal kind of makes sense to me um and like i'm like oh yeah this just is what you sign up for when you get the game um and i'm charmed by that uh especially since like those 0.5 chapters are animation and then there's like dlc that's like street fighter crossovers we'll touch on briefly in a second that uh to me suggests like this attempt to like just mash all the things together about the production of video games but by being something that's like not tied to how we understand video games like in between every chapter of this game it rolls credits and then it shows you like what would be concept art but like screens of like art from artists that are credited as further information about the characters plays as like text and like that stuff is forward thinking and good uh, i like that i get to see who drew the illustrations and is credited in this and every time i get to see the credits and stuff like these are thoughtful additions that video games are still not doing yeah right like it's like this it's mgs5 <laughs> yeah um, but uh any but often these are like done for like novelty purposes they actually i felt this game goes further on the crediting in a way that i think it's cool like you know which animation studio worked on the like like sometimes it's cyber connect sometimes it's another one that you do touch up and there's like a few different studios that like did the animation for each episode and you they tell you up front and i think that's cool yeah um, but yeah, I, this stuff's interesting, right? Because like you said, this isn't pro consumer, but uh, you, we say that like knowing pro consumer is a fake idea that doesn't exist. Uh, uh-huh. Like the idea of so much of the like anger about this in the wider game space, maybe not among our audience in 2020, but especially in 2012, the like language about this was about being pro anti consumer, which is a fake idea that doesn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. I, like all all of this is exploitation. That's what selling things is. Uh, and so, like, seeing the ways, like, different things uh, cause outrage and some things don't. Like, the ending of this game 
is at least like actual content right like it's they made the end of the game and it's cheaper than like you know i could alt tab over on the uh xbox store uh this is the ending of the game is about the same price as like the bundle with uh cloud and yuna's dress sphere for lightning returns (laughs) so these are the options Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, and in this one, you get to grow to the size of a planet, and then punch suns that are being tossed at you. Right. You get the you get the you get the prompt where the where the gods like, okay, listen, we had a good fight, but like, you know, it's all fair. Let's shake hands. And you have the you have the button prompt to shake hand. It says extend arm, and you hit it, and you slow mo punch him in the face, and his fist like his face distorts around your fist. It's oh, so sick. So <laughs> and also, honestly, the problem with the uh, DLC. There's too much. <laughs> they should have cut out one of the chapters in the middle. You don't need two chapters of Yasha pissing around and doing nothing, fighting Goma, and then fighting Asura. That could be one episode. Uh, yeah. No, you're not wrong. It's yeah. it's weird because like my reaction to this game is like I really like it when I'm not playing like the, the com- character action stuff, and I just wish this game was four hours long instead of like eight or nine. Yes. But also, especially in 2012, this game would have been like picked apart uh and famous for being terrible because it's four hours they should have made it for ten dollar downloadable things because because this is the year of walking dead they probably they could have got away with that it probably would have been pretty big um i think yeah i mean if you go full ovm model i think this makes more sense um but video games weren't ready like the distribution of video games weren't ready um i'm not sure that people are ready for that now like I to, yes walking dead was big but look what happened to telltale yeah, my point is yeah like they already ran that into the ground like they could only have got away with that in 2012 and i would mm-hmm. love for games to like embrace the episodic style in and not in the way of like the selling episodes necessarily i just mean the like uh final fantasy 7 remake and other recent games like you know in that series have been split into chapters in the way that this game is but no they don't contain any of the like structural trappings right of an episode when you walk into a new location in one of these games you get a big um, title card that says new chapter and the the cutscene plays and you go through the level and the cutscene ends but it's like they're levels right they are this is a level it starts when you come into the dungeon it ends with the boss it is a chapter because it is a like slice of play in a video game. These are episodes of an anime and they're aping that, which means that the episode ends. You don't just like walk into the next uh, area, right? It's not just like the cutscene plays and you're in a new place. It's like, okay, how do we start an episode? Well, they, some of them have like little flashback bits. Some of them have this, like just they get to have formally fun with the structure of a game in a way that I feel like games don't do, even big ones. And they should. They should do that more. It is good to fuck about with where you put the title card at what dramatic moment for when you like drop that right <laughs> it is good to cut to commercial yes. even when you have no commercials <laughs> yes it is sick uh yeah games should have eye catches because <laughs> it's good every time they should have eye catches and they should be like built into chunks where the game tells you when you stop playing mm-hmm. because then i feel like oh I'm done with that for the day and come back to the next day uh a lot of games just feel endless in like they're long and they're meant to be played over days but the natural break points don't feel very natural uh yeah. the plot points are usually always propulsive so that you know they feed into the like 15 minute loop of side quest and that's just the open world game design uh and i feel like Asra's wrath is a uh, look in another direction which is just not economically feasible <laughs> uh which is a bit of a bummer 
Um, which I guess leaves us the Street Fighter 4 stuff, which at the time I didn't play because I didn't give a shit about Street Fighter 4. I, I give slightly more of a shit about Street Fighter 4 now, but not a ton. Um, and so I played these, and uh, Six, you're something of a fighting game aficionado. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, what the fuck is the deal with Evil Ryu and Oni? Why do they exist? <laughs> okay, um... So, do you want like a lore explanation or no? Like, I uh, want an explanation as to why anyone thought this was cool. Well, because they were they were in they were put in Street Fighter Four originally. This is, I mean, they're I'm sure they made slight modifications to their models, but they're pretty much directly ported. Um, and it's it's the classic thing of taking a fighting game character and being like, hey, this is an interesting character. How can we make tweaks to this core concept to create something new? The thing right? is, the Akuma's already like that's already that's what shadows are. So why do they make actual clones as well? I mean, so <laughs> I I like these is the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I think they both play at least in four. They both play well and have interesting toolkits. But it's also just like it's interesting to take a spin on a design. Like Akuma is such a change on Ryu that like, okay, if you want to, you can kind of just play Akuma like a, like a bad Ryu, but effectively his game plan is completely different. Um, whereas like evil Ryu versus Ryu, evil Ryu kind of just plays like a more glass cannon, uh, like aggro Ryu and enables a different play style of Ryu in a way that's interesting. Oni is this like, kind of incoherent mix-up machine that plays like he takes the core concept of akuma which is like what if you were really fast and agile and mix people up constantly and takes it in a completely different direction i think from a design perspective they're both really neat aesthetically they look kind of dumb yeah that's the thing as someone who doesn't play street fighter uh the minute I, i'm like oh right there was an evil ryu <laughs> I I explained Evil Ryu and uh, Kage to M earlier. <laughs> to me, to me, Akuma's already Evil Ryu. <laughs> yeah. The thing they should have done is instead of it, instead of making Evil Ryu, I would have just like made more Shodos and like specifically like a Shodo gang or something. Like here's a, a series of characters. I guess that's the, like the Mortal Kombat route of like these. Here's a, these ninjas with these color style. And this is why they all play similarly. I think making them like reuse evil personality is the part where it uh, breaks for me. Well, you can't introduce the concept of, well, Ryu has, he's, he's this powerful fighter, but he's fighting with this, like, this instinct where sometimes he has this urge to win and it overrides his urge to be a good person. And what would happen if that overwhelmed him? You have to answer that question, Jackson. Or he'd become evil. He'd become, he the, would he'd become, become the Joker. He'd become some sort of evil Ryu. <laughs> you're, telling me, you're telling me we're some sort of evil Ryu? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I I think those honestly I really like those fights because they are just love letters to Street Fighter Four in a way that is like they recontextualize animations. They're so like a lot of those attacks are really faithful to the original game, but obviously they did their own work. Um, in the at the end of the Ryu fight, when you do the Raging Demon, you actually do the Raging Demon input. Yes. I mean, it's it's so good. The input stuff is cool. I did keep dying on the uh, evil Ryu fight when he did the um, whatever it's called, the Akuma. Movie. The Raging Demon. It is rough. And I was like, because you have to press all the face buttons. I was like pressing all four of them, and then I died twice. I was like, the fuck is wrong with you, game? <laughs> <laughs> 
you just you kind of just need to put your palm on them and just hammer it <laughs> i was i was doing that i was like is it and then i was huh. like do i might i've been doing it too much is it realizing i'm over pressing i couldn't tell uh, no i mean i i played i played this entire game on easy if that makes a difference i played yeah uh, i played on easy and jackson played on normal until very near the end and then switched to easy and was like oh it's way easier it, it, it was way easier <laughs> yeah those fights are pretty hard um and not necessarily in satis- when this game gets hard it's mostly just that a boss like just runs away and throws projectiles nonstop, which is not great because the game's not an action game like it, i mean it, it is an action no. game but like the game doesn't like give you a tool set for like reacting to moves and finding openings either you are attacking or the boss is invulnerable and attacking and there's no middle ground and you can only do like three attacks so um you can't even dodge in the air like who who thought who thought that was a good idea not to give you a mid-air dodge yeah the, and like the comp you don't have like a counter you don't have like a you have the like roll but you don't have like a way to dodge uh like circle dodge in a way it's like okay they'll attack and then i'll dodge and then that dodge will finish and then i will hit them while they're still in their animation the core of every single action game ever made <laughs> like that's just all 3d action games right is basically yeah. some variation on rolling when the guy strikes and then hitting them before they can recover uh this game doesn't have that at all uh it just has uh scripted times where the boss is weak and make sure you hit them then preferably do the like dash move so that when they become available for the uh like special attack they land right in front of you rather than all the way across the map and you miss it <laughs> also who the hell thought it was a good idea to make the like the context sensitive stuff tied to the cooldown for your heavy attack i know oh it's uh it's like a Criminal. it's a game entirely built around like those meters and meter management to like give the impression of action game fighting which i think works for like a couple boss fights but the game has too much actual action game stuff to justify being this bad mm-hmm. uh, it's no ninja gaiden 2 sigma is all i can say well i was with you on most of that title ah, sigma's still better than this sigma's still better than this <laughs> yeah i you know i it, for for folks who don't know i basically just bring up that title to go jackson <laughs> which they know by now <laughs> i know i know the th- the the, the enemy that was balanced for more enemies just increasing the health doesn't i'm done we have emails we have emails we'll be back after some music We have questions. If you'd like to send us questions, you can do that at podcast at abnormalmapping.com. And we'll take questions about any video game stuff you want. They don't have to be about the game we're covering, uh, but these ones mostly are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, David writes in, uh, in a follow-up to a question about Ninja Gaiden, about what YouTube Ryu Hayabusa watches, uh, does anyone have any thoughts about what kind of internet content Asura or his friends are into? And do they smash X to smash the like button into a billion tiny pieces? Uh, I mean, Asura's like watching VTubers. I I think Asura has used a computer once and broke it and then is afraid to use computers. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he uh, he kept mashing like the mashing he did was in an attempt to skip the ad <laughs> on YouTube before it was ready, and he broke his mouse and then threw his mouse through the monitor, and he just doesn't use the computer anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, his daughter's like, no more. You can't use a computer, Dad. Um, and he's like, oh, can you can you check how the how the Dodgers are doing for me? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Dia writes in uh, with another nightmare email of emojis. Uh, it's just 8,000 swords and fire emojis. But the question hidden in all of those emojis is, what would it be like if it was Asuna's wrath? Uh, would it suck less? Would you kill Kirito? Asuna being Asuna from Sword Art Online. For yeah, I mean, he isn't following along at home. I'd kill Kirito. I'd kill Kirito right now. Bring me that 14-year-old. I, I just don't know how old he is, but he deserves to die. He deserves to die. I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, as established in Sword Art Online Chapter 16.5. No! Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> slamming the door shut on that one. <laughs> the rest uh, of this podcast is me and Jackson answering questions. Twelve thousand wow. years. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> is uh, that Alec- how long he was in a coma for? God, Alex writes in. Uh, I remember some of the guff happening when Oscar's Wrath came out, and misremembered a zero punctuation episode about it. And I wanted to rewatch it after finishing the game to see if people in the past had their hearts open to anime. Turns out, many viewers at the time had never seen anime in their lives. Uh, I also want to say the opening of this game from eight years ago put space movies like Marvel stuff to shame. That's true. That's just true. true. Uh, Alex was on to talk about its riff on Hinduism being just slightly deeper than Ava's Christian imagery, uh, which, yes. That is to say, intentional in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Questions. Uh, How many times did you get ranked ASS? A lot, actually. (laughs) Um, Not very often. I was usually... um, um, What is it? First one's time, then there's score. Yes. So I was almost always. You were asked. like you were like SBS. Yeah, I was often like SBS. Well, that was on the second mission. Um, I was a lot of just SSSs, which is good because uh, we looked up like oh, a pro gamer SSS, no, not pro gamer. It was actually is due to uh, loading up that uh, how to get S rank thing when I was on Skype with you, and I'm like, why can't I get an S rank? I was like, always do the dash attack. And I was like, oh okay, and then basically every fight was just dash attack, special attack, dash attack, special attack, and I was always uh, good on the battle points. Yep. Wow, wow, looking up guides for this game, huh? I sh- shut up. Well, I managed to unlock the ending first time through without any guides, uh, and I got a lot of uh, ratings of uh, special air service. Yes. So. Fair enough. Because uh, they were they were like, "Hey, you could have fought cooler," and I'm like, "Ain't that true?" <laughs> um, Alex also asked if you had any favorite interquel comic Easter eggs. I can't think of any on top of my head, but figured I would ask the room. Um. I I mostly enjoy them, but yeah, I don't think of any as like super sick, like you know, exceptionally above uh, the other ones. The ending's pretty cool, where they're in uh, New York, but Asura is the Statue of Liberty, and then Asura is like, and a meteor, I will punch it. Yes, yes. And is this to be continued? Like they were ever going to make a sequel to this, which is very funny. <laughs> I want to believe that they wrote that knowing that they would never. <laughs> 
Uh, the part where Deus and Olga are like businessman and secretary is very funny to me. We didn't talk about it, but Olga existing as like the lady general only to immediately get chumped out the minute she's about to do something is very <laughs> funny and ridiculous. Anime's bad, also but sometimes like, you can't help but laugh at it. Also, they're like, she's the one lady and she's lost because they didn't like use their brains. Like, do you want to do anything with this? No, no, we don't. Uh, or if that all of wait. Uh, uh, six- I thought the guy who was talking about how beautiful shit was and like had like basically like came when someone died was he's, he's vanity he's vanity okay sure uh, they do a little uh, like um, one at the end where it goes through and tells you what they all are I don't remember all of them Yasha's melancholy sure <laughs> that's true I was like yeah he sure fucking is Asra's feet and melancholy or oh. Yasha Oscar's <laughs> wrath, Yasha's feet. <laughs> yes. There's there's so many foot shots in this game. <laughs> they're all of Yasha. They're all of Yasha's foot being like, oh look at how pointy I am. I do a kick. The thing I like is that it's all the like. Uh, you know, of this era, Street Fighter Four style, like everyone's just grotesquely large, yes. like hands and feet. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely that kind of like aesthetic. A lot of rider kicks. Yes. <laughs> a lot of records. Uh, Stabworth writes in, uh, Fight with Argus is one of my favorite parts of the game. I think it comes back to the use of Dvorak Sympathy number nine in E minor. Uh, got me thinking, what is your favorite use of classical music in a video game? In a video game? Anime is doing it all the time, but I don't really remember the video game ones. If anyone has like another uh, hit. Stabworth shouts out, and it's my answer. Metal Gear Solid stealing Spiritov's The Snowman Winter Road. (laughs) Snowstorm Winter Road. That's Uh, that's also true. Because it's sick, but also it's shameless. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, Now we can never hear the Metal Gear theme again. Does it have to be classic classical music, or can I cheat and say Waltz to the Moon from FF8? Yeah, sure. That's fire. That rules. Yeah, uh, Moon River from Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, using Star Trek's definition of classical music, uh, when Kanye's power played in <laughs> Saints Row <laughs> 3. God. Um, my other question, what is the coolest QTE in all of video games? In all of video games? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's it's the one in Shenmue when you're chasing that kid and you're trying not to knock over people's like tables. <laughs> it's that entire video of Heavy Rain where, <laughs> where they just put the controller down and he's doing that chase and they miss every single one. <laughs> it's pretty good. You're not wrong. It's pretty good. Uh. <laughs> Alternatively, is that one where they keep uh, yelling for the the kid during the other guys, uh, like where they glitch heavy raid. Uh, I really like the Krauser fight in Resident Evil Four. I think that one's pretty sick. Um, mm. yeah. um, this isn't like number one or anything, but I I would just shout out as I have been and I played it recently. Uh, the end of Kingdom Hearts Two, specifically when you realize you have to use the X and triangle button to deflect with both Saw and Riku. It's pretty sick. Yeah, that's pretty sick. I don't even that's like Kingdom good. Hearts, but it's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's pretty good. Uh, Jason writes in uh, saying, uh, you know, this is a great game to remember, but maybe not to play as much. Uh, are there games you like a whole bunch but don't feel like playing again? To which I say, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. You don't like every game. 
That's true. Uh, actually, kind of on a related note, uh, I have really fond memories of God Hand, and given how queerphobic I know that game is, and a lot of other issues, I can never go back to it. God Hand's one of those games where uh, we should have done it six years ago, and now we never yeah, we will. Can't, yeah, we can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't now. Because the cult um, of God Hand is too annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, for justified criticisms and even taste, like I'm not sure I'd like that game, even if it wasn't gross. Um, yes. but also it's gross. <laughs> I might play it one day, but that's the extent of my interest. Yep. Don't um, tweet about it. Just play it. <laughs> tweet about it on uh, on all. Uh, what's what's a game that I like? I'm never gonna play this again, but I sure love it. Final Fantasy X. Yes, that's definitely <laughs> probably it. The best video game ever made. I don't want to play it. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, the worst part is I do want to play it again, like specifically to try to get the. Now that I've played it, I can play it with the freedom of not giving a fuck about the guide. <laughs> um, oh yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, no, playing that game and like trying to do everything is a nightmare for how like excellent I find it. I think it's a good. Uh, I feel that way about basically every JRPG that I've ever finished. Though I don't ever want to revisit them. I want to like watch clips and listen to the soundtrack, and that's about it. Uh, sure, but I think that like you know. Um, that game and also like Persona, Persona or anything with like a calendar and like missable stuff is much more annoying than like I'm gonna go play mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger again. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. Nora writes in: If you could put Oscar in a fighting game, what would it be? Um, uh, Blaze Blue Tag Battle. Okay. Oscar versus mm-hmm. Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I just like that conceptually. I've never played that game. <laughs> that was the entire reason. I've never played that game. It was like, I think Asura would do would uh, hang out well with the Ruby crew. Uh, my answer is going to be Virtual Fighter just because I need them <laughs> to figure out how to make Asura work in the framework of Virtual Fighter. <laughs> uh, he'd, do, he'd be real good in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes, that is, that is a <laughs> slam dunk. Um, what's your favorite character, Liam O'Brien's voice, who is the voice of uh, Asura? And do you think that character would hang out with Asura? Uh, we had two of these when we looked this up yesterday, didn't we? Um, yes, I uh, I will say that my answer, because I'm going to give Jackson the other one that's a better answer, but uh, less funny, is Lloyd from Code Geass. Right, I, that <laughs> who would was... absolutely, absolutely not going to hang out with Asura. That was the one I remembered. What's the other one that I've now forgotten? Grimoire Vice. Grimoire from Vice. Nier. Yes, he's Grimoire Vice and Near. That's an incredible. Uh, the, the, they shouldn't hang out. They'd probably get on fine. I mean, Grimoire Vice would hang out in exactly the same way that like the spider hangs out, right? Like, yes. But like Grimoire's Vice, Grimoire Vice's like conflict is that he's the angry one, and Near's just like a nice dad. And he, Grimoire Vice is like, "Why are you being nice to people, you dumbass?" Uh, whereas I think if uh, Grimma Vice and uh, Asra hang out, it could go real bad real fast because he'll just do what he's told. Yeah. So I don't know about favorite, but like when I hear Liam O'Brien, I hear a character that I've heard for way too many times. I hear Illidan Stormrage from you know Warcraft and World of Warcraft. I don't know anything um, about this. Uh, he's the he's uh the betrayer. He's a demon hunter. He's just fucking Asura. Like they would hang out for five minutes and then they'd realize they were the same person, and one of them would kill the other. Basically, Asura would win, but like they're the same character. Has Elden Stormrage uh, grown to the size of a planet? Uh, not that big, but he's he's he does get angry and turn into a big demon form. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, 
do you think that Enoch from El Shaddai could beat Osra? Uh, I'm surprised no one else wrote it about El Shaddai because these two games are linked in my brain as the like experimental action games of this era. Uh, I like I, I I like this game way more than El Shaddai. I think El Shaddai is kind of a bad video game. Yeah. I never finished Looks Elsa cool, I. incredible, but man, it's a fucking bad video game. Yeah, I played like a few hours of it and it was too annoying to like uh, get over the fact that it looks amazing. Um, yeah. Asura wins though. Asura by default yes. wins everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, which of the Divine Generals do you think vapes? Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all should definitely Wizen. vapes. Oh, Wizen? Yeah. Uh, why isn't vapes? Uh, Yasha's really into hookah. There's no way he vapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Jen writes in, this question's mostly for six, uh, but we can answer if we want. Uh, since Ostrasad has DLC of what it fights in Street Fighter 4, uh, do those feel up to par with Street Fighter 4 itself? And do you think Ostrasad himself would fit into the Street Rider Fighter roster if they brought him over? Um, well, by the point of Street Fighter V, they would, because that roster is complete garbage nonsense, and they could fit in anyone they wanted. <laughs> Abraham um, Lincoln's in that game. <laughs> uh, he's got a moving tattoo of the world. Um, <laughs> but as far as Street Fighter IV, um, I mean, the part where, like, it's just, like, the, the side view, like, actual Street Fighter IV plays kind of clumsily. But, like, the representations of, like, the style and the animations are spot on. A lot of the shoutouts are really good. Like, one of the, like, the finishers with why you do on Evil Ryu is just Zangief's spinning pile driver and stuff. It's really, it's really amazing what they did. I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're uh, very well done for, for that. Uh, I, I think Astra could fit in. I mean, better than, <laughs> he could fit in better Street Fighter than certain Street Fighter characters. You just restrict him to the, like, sure. single form, make him a brawler. Um, fair enough he has like you know ridiculous kicks and stuff and i think that would be i mean street fighter 5 has like the mayan god of destruction basically yeah so not that not that different because the thing with uh him is he doesn't have any projectiles like i mean he guess he has the energy projectiles i don't he does that's the first thing you do is shoot a projectile in this game but i never think about that as like a classic astro means because he never does it out like he doesn't do that in the cutscenes that's always punching well, but in the fighting game segment, like the side-scrolling yes. fighting game segment, if you hit the projectile button, he basically throws a fist Hadouken. Yes, because they needed a way to balance that. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing they needed was it needed, I mean, uh, they couldn't have done this because it only had Japanese voice actors, but it needed uh, fists will fly at this location, uh, which is, <laughs> when, I th- when I think of Street Fighter 4, it's literally just, it's indestructible and it's that. Those are the two things of Street Fighter 4. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we have one final email from Six. M, have you played Ninja Gaiden 3? To which I answer, which regardless of which Ninja Gaiden 3 you're talking about, the answer is no. I'm more likely to pay, play the original one, not uh, the Team Ninja one. Not here to play Ninja no. Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge? I'm not. I don't know anything about it other than you don't like it, but I didn't like the Ninja Gaiden you liked, so I feel like I'm doomed if I follow that path down. Uh, it's a weird his, game. His arm has, he's killed too many people and his arm is cursed now. Yeah, he does. What does that mean for? Does it does it turn to like a snake or something? Like what? yeah, it's kind of like like a like a spooky blood arm. You're missing okay. you're missing the part where the his sword goes into his arm. His his arm oh, fist right, becomes right. the he gets poisoned with his demon sword. Um, the, right. Does the, he still stab people with it? Does it still like have a blade? No, he uses a different sword to stab people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's still holding a different sword in the hand while he's they kind of cut most of that out of Razor's Edge because it was stupid. 
I'm going to play Yaiba instead. No, you're not. I mean, you might, but, you know, it's it's terrible, so you knock yourself out, I guess. I'm not, I'm not. I might play the the original Ninja Gaiden 2 and 3 at some point, but that's it. I've My never actually played those. I always played one, and I never finished it until we did it for the game club, and now I should play the other ones. My memories of Yaiba are, like, Steve Blum growling a bunch, and then, like, the the shot they they obviously thought was super hilarious of, like, a billboard with two ladies' legs, and they drive a bus through the middle. Great. Yeah, it seemed pretty bad. Yeah, it's real. It was doing the, like, remember when every game was doing a grindhouse thing, but it came out in 2014, so it was, like, <laughs> seven years late to that whole trend. <laughs> Stupid game. Well, that's it for emails. Again, podcast at normalmapping.com. Next month, we are playing Shinobi for the PS2. Speaking Maybe of Ninja of Gaiden Razor's Edge, we're playing Shinobi. You're kidding me. Uh, is, is anybody going to flirt with Nightshade slash Kunoichi? Well, I don't know what this means. We haven't played it They're, yet, so. Sh- Shinobi for PS2 had a sequel. Oh, Okay. Did it? I didn't know. That. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now on my show. No, I, I know it did because uh, Dia complained about it having uh, good music, but nothing else. I think is what she said. So, I have been recommended to play this game as like you like Ninja Gaiden. This is like Ninja Gaiden on the PS2. So, um, <laughs> let's see how that goes. Yeah, uh, we're doing it mostly because uh, game after that, of course, is Suikoden, which is going to be long. So we want something short, and uh, I need to finally figure out how to emulate ps2 on my computer which i have not learned how to do yet and we needed a game i'm sure it's easy very little story to talk about so yes shinobi um it'll be good so uh we'll do that and then you know december will be instead of game of the year stuff because uh we didn't play enough games and honestly this year is not worth celebrating uh we're going to be covering (laughs) so we could instead uh plugs six where can people find you uh so i have a twitter but honestly i'm not very good at tweeting so let's just not even get into that (laughs) Um, you can find me on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. I do podcasts, I do articles, I do stuff. Yeah. You have a, you have a mecha podcast I like a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, are, so I, I was unclear. Are you going to be listening to the newest one I put out? Uh, which one's that about? Uh, Frozen Teardrop. No, I, I'm going to wait until I watch Endless Waltz, so it'll be a Fair. couple months. Fair. We we avoid talking about Endless Waltz in, at, at all until, like, the 40-minute mark, but yeah. Um, yeah. Frozen Teardrop is a nightmare. I, everyone everyone <laughs> either has the opinion, this is the worst thing that's ever happened, or this sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened, I have to read it. And I wish I could read it, because I think I'd probably be camped, too. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I really want to read it. It sounds like a nightmare, but some some <laughs> nightmares you have to experience. Yep. I, I know the basic premise of it, um, and uh, I'm already camped too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, ge- generally Mechanista is us talking about about mecha design. Um, we, we were to shout out specifically. We were inspired by a great Gundam project. Obviously, great podcast. You should subscribe one dollar a month. Patreon.com/slash Abnormal Mapping, um, and then also by uh, We Are the Champions. Another yeah. great show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jackson, where can people find you? You can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a whole bunch of cool ones there. We're doing a repertory screenings, which is our movie podcast, uh, tomorrow on um, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1970s movie. It'll already be up by the time this podcast goes live. So. Yes. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being, uh, again, I have let's plays youtube.com slash normal mapping. 
Uh, listen to Journal Updated on the first. They're going to be covering Death the Outsider. And as Six said, you can support us patreon.com slash uh, For Since Six did the Gundam plugs for $10, you can uh, listen to VoIP Life in which we talk about some bullshit. If you want to listen to me and Jackson fighting about whether Genshin Impact, uh, is, well, it is evil, but whether playing <laughs> it makes me evil, we, we had the discussion. <laughs> That's not Jackson's point, but we did have a talk about it. Yes. <laughs> we actually mostly agreed about how evil everything is, but... <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. uh, video games are bad, but we're going to keep talking about them uh, despite ourselves because someone has to do a good job of it. No one else is stepping up. So uh, I guess that's it. We'll be back next time. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.